N, it's the final day of the year of the snake. It's Martyr's Day. We're celebrating the martyrdom of Gandhi and, of course, Steve Vines. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I'm an absolute... Celebrating. Martyr, Wrong ma- word. Martyr <laughs> to... Um, um, uh, oh, many things. The cause. I, I'll, I'll give you a list after the programme. And by the way, by the way, all those notions of RTHK's facilities being hopelessly out of date are rubbish. Can you just move the telex machine to one <laughs> side, please? <laughs> Yes, yes. What listeners don't realise is that the chairs are so old, I'm standing up. He's on an orange crate. <laughs> Back but, to that one but later. We, we mustn't complain. Back to that one yeah. later on. Well, we, we, we should we should talk about Cyril's latest um, latest doings. Go on. Then. In, in, in case anybody's missing the plot here, uh, Cyril is the the new official name of the chief executive. See why I learned. That's me stamping it. Yeah, excuse stamping it. It's official. Courtesy of John the Jazzer. Who you'll told you'll find it's in the Basic Law, Article Seven Hundred Twenty Two. This is true. We got, the, we got the best listeners, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. This they, bloke stopped me in the street the other day to tell me this that he's that, that Cyril's name is Cyril. So right. he's got a free pass to listen to Morning Brew now, in perpetuity. Well, well Cyril in B flat. Cyril. Yeah. My mate Cyril. Has 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 now um, he's now started to rewrite the textbook in how not to conduct diplomatic relations. The story so far is <laughs> that um, uh, very very badly, um, an event some years ago nobody can quite remember when involved Hong Kong tourists being shot on a bus. Some of whom were almost certainly shot by policemen in Manila. Very very bad. Not the policeman. Not, not, not the policeman who was holding them right, hostage, mean, but gotcha. but the suspicion is that the, the so-called rescuers became somewhat excessive in their rescuing, yeah, and shot innocent. Well, by definition, they were just there in those tourists. They must have been innocent Poor bystanders. Yes. Um, anyway, very bad. Nobody for one moment uh, thinks there's anything good about that. So, what do you do about it? You say to the Philippines government, "This is very bad." And they go, um, yeah, well, not our fault. And then after a while, they say, um, yeah, very bad. Then the mayor of Manila, Joseph Estrada, who by strange coincidence happens to be the ex-president of Manila, issues a very full apology and says, you know, this was very bad and we're very sorry about it. And the Hong Kong government, instead of saying, well, thank you, Mr. Mayor, that's fine, says, well, that's not enough. We want an apology from the President of the Philippines. And if we don't get an apology from we're going him, to God. we're going to be very, very annoyed. Yes. Very, very annoyed. In fact, we're going to set a deadline for sanctions. So they set a deadline for sanctions and... Uh, 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 oh, that's right, nothing happens whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No apology, no sanctions. So now, about a month, I think it is, after the deadline was set... They, they they introduce these sanctions which are below being meaningless. What they're saying is that holders of diplomatic passports in in the Philippines can no longer get visa-free access to Hong Kong. This will affect a maximum of 800 people. Oh, and it certainly doesn't affect any consular officials, the people who are actually using their diplomatic passports to come into Hong Kong. So all it does is it causes extreme aggravation and annoyance in the Philippines. It doesn't go any way towards producing a remedy for or, or, or a peace of mind or what have you for the families of the victims of this attack. 
And it's almost, as I say, it's almost a textbook example of how not to conduct diplomacy. Make a threat, don't carry it out. Carry out a threat which has is totally meaningless. And everyone goes, well, well what was that about? Let me ju- and, and now Cyril is saying, because he does, he's a tall fellow, he's saying, oh, and if this doesn't work, we'll um, try something else. <laughs> Let me just refer to yesterday, just so I get this right, uh, from our news yesterday. Uh, from next Wednesday, visa-free arrangements will be suspended for all diplomatic and official Philippine passport holders. What does that bit mean? That means government officials. Okay. So, so all Filipinos or all Philippine nationals at the moment need a visa to come to Hong Kong, except for holders of these documents. Right. But what they don't say is except for except, but that prohibition or, or, or that requirement for them to get a visa does not apply to the consular officials who, who are already working here nor indeed will it apply to the officials credited um who have diplomatic status in in beijing because under international law you can't hinder the um you know you can't hinder the entry and exit of accredited diplomats so so if the Ministry of Work's second secretary, for some reason, wants to come to Hong Kong, he's going to have to apply to, for a visa. Well, that I mean, that's, that, that's poor, blimey. You know, that's completely, that's completely sent a message so to the entire country. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's entirely it. So this end, they can say, well, we did it. We've, we've, take, we've taken action. Tick. Is that what this is about? We've acted now. As we say in acted Hong Kong, now. we've acted now. Did well, they join we did, hands? We didn't quite act now because we didn't act when we said we were going to act, but we've acted after. Okay. Act after. All right, then. Well, That's the new slogan for this government. Act after. Let's bring it down to grassroots level. The families of the people who were killed and injured, what will they say to this? Because it doesn't, you know, they, people they, want they to see have, results. I, I've, seen, I've seen them say, um, I've seen them say, I've heard them say, oh, that they, they think that the government's taking appropriate action. Well, good luck to them. Well, OK, it then. It doesn't bring back, Job I'm does. sorry to say, it doesn't bring back their, their, their dead relatives, certainly doesn't heal the injuries of those who, who are still fortunately with us but injured. One woman, as we know, was very seriously injured and only managed to uh, have her injuries dealt with when she left Hong Kong and went to Taiwan. That also doesn't tell you very good things about what happened in the aftermath of this particular disaster. And then we get the notion of people looking for compensation. Well, look. Well, there's always... How do you monetize this? Well... It's horrible to talk about it, but how... Well, well, there there have been offers of compensation. This particular woman, in fact, has received some. Uh, Somehow none of this stuff gets mentioned, but in fact she has got monetary compensation. I, I would... I would think, as a minimum, you would say to the Philippine government, you know, people have been injured. You pay for the uh, well, <clears throat> you pay for the um, hospital fees. That doesn't seem to me to be even vaguely unreasonable. So you started off by saying that it's quite possible that some of the fatal shots were fired by working policemen, not the guy who was the suspect. I think there's if strong evidence. If that's the case, yes. does it then really become? You know, he's he's actually got <coughs> some beef. If it really is something to do with their government bodies, I don't think that's the smallest. The smallest question yeah that the philippines government or or in fact the the, the municipality of of uh, manila bungled this extremely badly they didn't conduct a proper negotiation with the hostage taker they they invaded it was a dog's dinner yeah it was a dog's dinner and the person responsible for that actually is the mayor of manila who is the person who took it on himself to apologize for it that seems to me 
the least he could have done, and it's what he actually did. And they say, well, yeah, 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 well, he might have apologised, but... Well, well now, don't, see, don't, the thing is, now it's all been... Now this has happened, we've implied... We've, we've put these sanctions down, mm. and now... Well, exactly, and now... And there's a black travel alert on, on people from Hong Kong going to Manila. You know, incidentally, you can go to, you know, Rwanda, where there's a civil war, because there isn't a black travel alert, but, but you can't go to Manila, according to this stupid travel alert. The Hong Kong government says you... I mean, all it's doing is making itself look terribly, terribly stupid. And racist. Well, Actually. that might well be part of it. I mean, that is the l lurking suspicion, isn't it? Well, yeah, why do we always have to skip around this elephant in the room? Yeah. That, um, come on, if it quacks. Yeah, and, I mean, let's also not forget that there is bigger politics involved. OK. Because, of course, nothing that the Hong Kong government will have done in respect of the Philippines over this incident would have been done without permission from the big boys in Beijing. And, oh, guess what? They're in dispute with the Philippines government over the Daoyu or Senkaku Islands, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. Um, so, you know, there is, there's already a diplomatic spat between Beijing and Manila going on. And, and presumably the big boys in Manila say, OK, Cyril, you know, if you want to do something in Hong Kong, that's all right, because we're, we're annoyed with them anyway. You go ahead, boy. Don't yeah, you worry. Just rub it in a bit. Yeah. I, know, I noticed that they've upgraded the travel warning thing. Thailand was a so-called significant threat, a red one, but black one. Now it says Egypt, Syria, Thailand, in brackets, Bangkok. Right. And the Philippines. Yeah. This it's is a, a severe threat. It's a, it, it's a severe threat. When you ask, as I did rather stupidly, one government official, what exactly is the threat in Manila? I, I got a very firm answer, which was... <laughs> Act now. Act now. I've got an email here from Billy. Who's, it's, this is interesting because these are the bits we don't understand. Right. Billy says Filipinos can come to Hong Kong visa-free for 14 days on an ordinary passport, dot, dot, dot. So this is where the little bits... That That's what I'm saying. So th this thing doesn't, doesn't make any sense at all. Certainly not much. Um, but Filipinos who are coming here, of course, as domestic helpers have to come on, on a visa. It's, it's, it's very complicated. <laughs> oh, and just in case you think any of this is even vaguely sensible, anybody travelling on an APEC card, which is yet another level of complication, can waft in and out any time they want. Right. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> so that's for regular business visitors. So, I mean, the whole thing is just a, a, a total nonsense. All right, just put your logic cap on for a second. Mm. What, if, supposing you were him and you really wanted to stick it to him, what would you do? Purely in theory, if you really wanted to do this, sanctions or something to make, a, to make an impact. Well, I mean, it's kind of why we're here in the first place. I mean, I don't see the point of it. Well, neither do you... I, but I'm saying technically, what would... Well, if you really, I mean, if you really, really thought that you were going to, and you change, to, the, to change the the outcome, you, you could... There's, there's all manner of, I mean, real sanctions you could put on the Philippines. You could, um, <coughs> for example... I mean, this is cutting your throat to, you know, to, yeah, yeah. to save your neck. I'm just curious. But, but, but you could, for example, say, right, um, we're not accepting any more applications from the Philippines for domestic helpers. See, that, that, would that, that would go down really well in Hong Kong. You could say we're putting a ban on certain Philippine goods coming here. There is, in fact, two-way trade between Hong Kong and the Philippines. You could... Um, say that we'll, we will freeze the bank accounts of um, Philippine government officials in Hong Kong. I mean, you know, there's That's a range real deal of stuff. Isn't there's it? a range of things you can do. They're all fairly idiotic, in my view. But you know, if you really wanted to do that sort of thing, I suppose you could. Mm. But but why not do the sensible thing and say, look, let's move on. This is a tragedy. 
The mayor of Manila, who is responsible for it, has apologised. And did bird for plunder. Not that uh, that matters. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, hey, details. <laughs> um, you know, um, we, we, you, you know, we've all got lives to lead next. Yeah, I mean, who's, who's, who's putting the squeeze on here? Well, I think there's a combination of, um, and you must never underestimate this, sheer stupidity at the highest levels of government, incidentally, egged on by most of Hong Kong's political parties. I, I, I don't think they should be exempt from the blame either. So you've got a level of stupidity. You've got a, a government in Beijing, you know, the real bosses, who say, yeah, we're, we're, we're really out of sorts with the Philippines at the moment. Go for it, boys. Do what you like. Yeah, do what you like. And you've got a pretty stupid Filipino government as well. I mean, there, there's stupid people dealing with stupid people. So it's a kind of hermetically sealed circle of stupidity. And caught in the middle, of course, are the poor victims of this, you know, etc., etc. But, hey, they're only citizens of the country. We can't be bothered with those. I don't think we're going to be hearing too much from no, we don't President Aquino. No, we'll hear nothing. I mean, now... Because the Hong, but one of the one of the the problems with all of this is now because Hong Kong is making such a nuisance of themselves over this. It's a matter of national pride. He domestically now cannot afford to to say, well, you know, now that eight hundred people might have trouble visiting Hong Kong, I'm now going to make an apology. That's just just not even vaguely going to happen. I mean, there's very few things in politics that you could put good money on. If anybody wants to take a bet with me. Bring it on. Make it a large sum of money. See, my next bet is completely and utterly in theory. Yeah. But when a country has problems coming to terms with and apologising for what it's done to its own people, a country, how on earth do you expect something like this to be handled? Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, um, you might say, um, because I, I, I don't want to claim that, that, that Cyril has a monopoly on stupidity, you might want to, to say, well, you look at how the Philippines government handled the Tacloban you know, hurricane disaster. Yeah. Not a, not a model of disaster relief. How many people were killed, we still actually don't know. 20 minutes to 11 on the last day of the year of the snake. It's an amazing year. Well, you know, we, let's come to this with some, some reluctance, because talking about RTHK on a radio station, which I believe is called RTHK Radio 3, yep. I can see people will say, gosh... You guys are very busy staring at your navels. Can't you get out and look at something else? But um, I think this is this dispute over the funding for RTHK's new headquarters has gone somewhere past the old naval level of. Give me um, the Joe Public point of view, Steve. Why <laughs> well, don't you? Oh, I don't know. Bleeding Joe Public. Last time I met him, he was a pretty unwashed sort of fellow. <laughs> But I think what, I, what, what does amuse me is these, these avid denials that politics is, is rearing its ugly head in the blocking no. of the funds. No. Well, we've heard Greg So say no. it isn't so, so that, that would be definitive for me. We then heard, this is the one I really liked. We then heard Tam Yu Chung of the DAB saying, no, no, honestly, no, nothing is further from our minds politics. But those Democrats, they're supporting it for political reasons. Hmm... Wait a minute, hang on, let me see if I can disentangle that as an argument. I was very persuaded, anyway, I thought that, I thought that he'd put up a jolly good show. Now, the, the sums involved are very large. Well, not, not to you, but, uh, you know, the average Joe public would say 5.3 billion is quite a lot of money. And I think that there's no problem at all with making sure that the public gets value for money out of it. But value I, for money? It, well, I know, all right, what okay, are you talking I about? know, I'm going too far, as usual. 
But, I mean, the fact of the matter is that, I, I, incidentally, I have no idea whether that sum is, is, is needed or not needed, but the fact of the matter is I would like to see a similar level of vigilance over other expenditure. I mean, where were all these people? Where were they? Oh, it's where, a different budget, Steve. Oh, that's a different... Where were we when that £30 billion was dashed out? Billion. £30 billion was dashed, dished out to all, all, every Tom, Dick and Harry, Harry with the $6,000, you, you, you know, bribe. Oh, it's hey. not called a bribe, is it? It's called a... Um, uh, uh, bung. A bung, yes. Pobois, uh, 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 um, as they say in your actual French. Um, you know, honestly, if... If I felt that everything, every piece of major expenditure was going to um, be, how can I say, scrutinised with this level of detail, I wouldn't mind. But I have spoken to one of the legislators who voted against it, and I said to him, I'm just interested to know, because you voted against it, what aspect of the spending do you think was unjustified? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well... If you're blocking an expenditure proposal, surely you must know what it is that you think is is an overspend. I mean, you know, can't can you point to me? Is it too many windows? Are there too many chairs for Phil Whelan to sit on? Too he, much he, Justin Bieber. He, he did say that instead. He said he said there's no reason for Phil Whelan to have a chair. Anyway, but but I mean, <laughs> and he kind of Probably looked did. at me. I said you don't actually know what the details of this building are, and he went, oh yes, of course I do. So I said, well, what is it then? And do you know what? He didn't seem to have an answer to any of that. So, as I say, I'm not saying the expenditure is justified, because I also don't know the level of expenditure on all the aspects of the um, plan. But um, I think if I was going to vote against something, I would at least and that was take the trouble. One guy. Yeah, that and was just not, one. That's no blag, right? You're absolutely. And I won't. I won't. Uh, it, it's unfair of me to mention that he's a member of the Liberal Party. Oh, did I mention that he's a member of the Liberal Party? Well, you know, they've got some very fine people in the Liberal Party. So not... basically, the word went round, block him. <laughs> so in your the opinion. word went round. The word went round, block it. Um, to, to learn him a lesson. Learn him a lesson. These people are out of line. They're not. Uh, they're not. Um, doing their job. And that's interesting because according to then, doing your job for a public service broadcaster job. is not, you know, representing the public, but representing the government. Now, some people would say these are two different things. Incidentally, this isn't a Hong Kong phenomenon. No, you, the Aussies. You, I was just about to say that. You've had this outburst from that little fellow who's now the Prime Minister of, of Australia, saying, you know, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation can't find a good way to, a good word to say about Australia. They're an absolute disgrace. They should play for the home team now and again, yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this just so fundamentally misunderstands the purpose of public broadcasting. I mean, you you know, uh, I've lived in Britain for a long time. I can't tell you how much whinging there is about whether the BBC is a negative force in the country, whether it's wasting public money because it doesn't support the government. But the great unwashed, and goodness knows I never speak to them, but I hear yes. that the great unwashed quite like the fact that the BBC isn't beholden to the government, will criticise the government, and is an institution that represents the broader swathe of the public, because the government isn't the broader swathe of the public. It's, oh, that's right, it's the government. Here's the deal, here's the deal. So they say it's public radio, right? Mm. And as a genre, yeah, of course you can have people have a pop at the institution, but, you know, our job is also to get people who are going to say, well, rah, 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 you're wrong, we support the institution. But, you know, nine times out of ten, these guys won't turn up. Or say nothing. 
You know, the idea that the sole purpose of public broadcasting is to be fawn against the government completely misunderstands what a radio station does most of its time. It isn't, isn't engaged in, in that kind of dialogue anyway, because, you know, there's, there's some sort of... In fact, I think it happens on this show. There's some sort of vulgar music gets played. Absolutely. And then you have drama. Who wants that when there's reality all around? Yes. And then you have, you know, weather reports and... Oh, actually... Sometimes, can I tell you something about weather report? Can we Come share on. this? Yeah. There's nobody listening, right? Okay, no. I've made sure of that. <laughs> sometimes the weather reports don't report good weather. They don't. And that reflects very badly on the station. But sometimes, when they say it's going to rain, it doesn't. Let's get down the beach. <laughs> so, good yes. old, uh, a, yes. an old pal of mine used to call it the Royal Guest Workery. <laughs> the Royal Guest Workery. <laughs> But however, however, so I mean, the, the, all, all, all the thing I'm saying is number one that that of course this is about politics. Number two, of course this is about politics. Oh, and just to change the record slightly, number three, what else is it about if it's not about politics? I'll tell you what. I caught the last bit of back chat this morning, and Greg So said, "I quote: uh, the facilities are hopelessly out of date." Those are his exact words. And fair play, you know, you do what you can. But if you've got a chance, have a look at my Morning Brew Facebook page right now. I've just taken a picture of a piece of equipment that is right by my left ankle. I look down, and there it is, here and now. Have a look. Morning Are you Brew. going to tell morning, listeners morning, what it is? No, have a look. Morning Brew on Facebook, and see it's made of Bakelite. Ah, Bakelite. And but, it's got... Uh, can I say, Bakelite's very solid. Yeah, well, have a look at this. I swear this is here, right now. And check out the handle on the right side of it. <laughs> right? I've been meaning to take a picture of that blinking thing for ages. So but, I just... but can I just say, in case people think that conditions here are very bad, first of all, there They're... is electricity in every room. I think that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, electricity. The, the tabletop which I'm now leaning on is in the finest formica. I don't think money can buy that anymore. No. So, you know, anybody who wants to whinge needs to think, you know, these facilities already exist. Some of these microphones are, you know, collector items. You, 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 you could get quite a lot of money on these in, on eBay if you, were, if you were so inclined. That so isn't it's even not funny. To say, that, that's not, that's not, <laughs> not It's not to say that anything here needs replacing, because I don't believe in it. I like, I like to see equipment properly used Look, to the end of its life. See, you, the old adage, you know, bad workman blames his tools. Every single guest I've had in here comes in, most look around, remember Ben Elton, he came and he goes, ooh, it's a bit old school. <laughs> but, but, he then said, I like this, very creative. Yeah. Mrs Fatch, Mrs Fatch. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty old school myself, so I'm not, I'm not complaining about it, but, but I, it is interesting. I have been, how, how can I put it, I have been in other radio and indeed other television studios, which are, mm, uh, yes, markedly different. Oh, look, this place looks, makes Radio Australia look like the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> so let's get it into perspective here, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, just to wrap this one up, I mean, you know, the, the, it, I think broadcasters the world over are used to, used to just getting their sleeves up and getting on with it. Yeah. But uh, this isn't about us, it seems. You know, I think the it's stuff about you bigger politics. About I think it's, it's about bigger well, politics. It's a, and let's all be grown up and admit that that is the subject. The subject is that the boys from Beijing think that RTHK needs a big rap over the knuckles. Well, it's getting a big rap over the knuckles. Take that. <laughs> 
And um, that's actually what the story is about. So let's not deceive ourselves that it's about all sorts of other things. We shall see on a wing and a prayer is what it's all about. Anyway, uh, what else you got for us? Well, I just want to say something nice about uh, Gigi Chow, who's this poor woman who who's, uh, has, is unfortunate enough to be the daughter of Cecil Chow, or Cecil, as I'm told this absurd man likes to call himself anyway whether he's cecil cecil or indeed even cyril another friend of mine in government um this is the idiot who says oh you know uh i'm offering a billion dollars for somebody to marry my poor hapless daughter a small detail is she's all married she is already married in um france to her lesbian lover uh, they seem to have a perfectly happy and contented Thank relationship. You very much. <laughs> and um, you know, this man who who seems to he, he seems to sort of thrive on the oxygen of publicity makes these increasingly absurd offers. I think it started out at five hundred million, it's now gone up to a billion to marry his daughter. And she very she has handled this in such a graceful manner. So she published this week a open letter to her father saying, you know, dear daddy, I know you want the best for me, but you know, you must understand that I have a life. I'm very contented with my life. And she sort of explained in in the most rational terms, I think if I was her, I'd want him <clears throat> in somewhere near a bottom of a harbour somewhere but, but don't she, she doesn't just a do wind up Steve. she doesn't she doesn't rise to the bait she does this in a dignified way and she says you know indeed you know um you're you're, you're having difficulty come to come to terms with it but you know please remember this is my life you don't think it's just a big wind up publicity wind up Oh, I, I have heard I, that people say they think it I, is. I think he is sufficiently stupid, let's be as blunt as we can about this, to, to really imagine that, that somehow sexual orientation can be altered by money. Can, can't it? Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. We do the gayborhood every, every Saturday yeah. night, and, and, and the boys for, are saying, vast you know, sums of money, we yeah. want to be converted yes. back to the right way, that, being there, straight. There, there is quite a lot of that going on. They um, say that every week, you Every know, week, we every hope. week, yeah. Uh, give me the money. I'll I'll uh, I'll be as straight as you like. All right, Steve. Let's knock it off. Have a happy new year. Thanks again. Yeah. Next week, same place, same time.